0: today on CityCast Denver. Denver Public Schools hired a new superintendent last summer, Dr. Alex Marrero. And just about three weeks after he arrived from New York City, I sat down with him to talk about all his hopes and dreams for reshaping a district caught between a pandemic and declining enrollment.
1: Oh, I've been here plenty, 21 days. That's not a considered time.
0: (laughs) You know, that that could be considered a good amount of time at this point. (laughs) DPS let out for the summer last week, so Dr. Moreau is back to talk about the possibility of school closures, why he laid off so many people at the central office, and yes, how he's navigating school safety post-Uvalde. Today is Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Dr. Alex Marrero, welcome back
1: to CityCast Denver. Thank you very much. Excited to be back. Sorry it's taken so long. No, you have many more important guests than uh, just a, a superintendent. Uh, so I don't blame you, but I'm happy that I got two in one academic year.
0: <laughs> you are in charge of a lot of things. So we appreciate you taking the time.
1: It's only 90,000 kids, <laughs> $1.2 billion. Dollars. No big deal. No big deal. So
0: Dr. Marrero, <laughs> how was your first year here in Denver?
1: uh it, absolutely incredible, thank you for asking um and it I can't believe it's been a year actually July fourth ish right technically the sixth July sixth, but July third, fourth, I remember driving on over from New York with a whole lot of junk in the back, right a lot of that that didn't even make it into the new home, and it happened that quickly and um, I think it's because uh, I don't want to be cliche and say drinking from a water hose because not so much, because there's been a whole lot of uh learning of uh the new, I guess, acronyms, but it's just been an incredible experience. Uh mostly highs and even the lows were not uh devastating. I know it's easy for me to say, and, and some folks may say that's not true. I mean it wholeheartedly. Not once did I say uh-oh. What was I thinking or what did I do? It was more about, okay, let's see how we can uh, address this issue or uh, overcome this obstacle. So when you're living on that high in terms of uh, momentum, the year goes fairly quickly.
0: So unfortunately, we have to talk about gun violence in schools because there was a scare two weeks ago at Northfield High. And I know that DPS had just increased security after the Texas shooting. So I just want to know, Dr. Marrero, how are you thinking about this issue right now?
1: Well, a relevant uh, question. And I know that in the media, I've I learned today that two states are considering arming their teachers. So talk about mm. an extreme visceral reaction there. Um, what I can say is that it has been uh, a, a, not a point of contention, but I guess uh a wondering all year long in terms of how this is going to unfold. Wondering in a sense that this is the first year that DPS is back in person. In essence, the first year that we have the SRO resolution, uh, truly enacted, right, because we were out virtually um, when it was passed.
0: And that's the school resource officer.
1: SRO is a school resource officer. And there was a resolution that removed the uh, SROs from our uh, large uh, comprehensive uh, schools. So all year long, what I can say is that we have an incredible campus uh, safety officer team, which are not SROs uh but they are DPS employees who support and are conduits to uh DPD Denver Police Department. And we have uh only issued one ticket all year long. So that's remarkable considering the amount of tickets that've been issued uh before the pandemic. So I see that as progress. The scare in Northfield was a was a great example on how prepared I believe we are as a system to respond. Thankfully, it was a a foolish act and a s- silly, I want to use another word, prank, by those who thought that it would be uh, funny to do, uh, considering the terrible tragedy that we just uh, had uh, the week before. Uh, and Northfield, if you're not familiar with Northfield, the Paul Sandoval campus, we have six buildings. It's uh, a whole lot of greenery. It puts some colleges uh, to shame, quite frankly. It's an incredible, incredible campus. And uh, three-minute uh, response time To me is remarkable let me explain why because it takes me 10 minutes to park my car and get into one of the buildings right so three minutes is remarkable and the fact that we were able to secure the students involved the one student and the accomplices it was the best way to test how prepared we are now granted we wish we didn't have to do it right because it caused a whole lot of angst unnecessarily because it was a prank but it makes me feel comfortable that what one button, we were able to secure the buildings. Literally, no one could go in or out. And that was centrally controlled.
0: So what are you working on to make sure that Denver schools remain safe?
1: Um, in terms of what we are working on, I'm going to give you a little prelude of what we're calling DPS peers. p e e E-R-S. So the acronym is Police Establishing Equitable Relationships with Students. So not to reintroduce SROs, but to identify uh, members of law enforcement who are anchors in the community so they can become, and I hate to say uh, humanized, but seen well beyond the badge. Um, so we can, uh, again, support our, our partners um and i know that we need each other they need us because those are the police men and women of the future uh, that are our students potentially and also we need them when these situations arise whether they're a prank or even worse when it's a real situation
0: so just to clarify are you saying that you, this through this new peer program it's it's still police officers but they're in plain clothes
1: Right. But this is more establishing relationships. Um, and so they will not be coming into the building. They're not, uh, stationed in the building. It's more about a programmatic approach to developing positive and equitable intentional relationships between students, uh, school staff and police officers, uh, who are required to interact. So, uh, if, if we have to call, they know who's going to respond, and they know the person as opposed to a stranger who is coming in uh, potentially with a uh, uh, no, a firearm and handcuffs. If that makes any sense.
0: Kind of. I'm just thinking about the folks that were really advocating for the removal of SROs from school, and I feel like they might say, "Well, this is just the same thing in a different outfit." You know what I mean?
1: Well, no, no, no. Just Th- to this, push this, back,
0: like I I'm this just is trying to not
1: think. an attempt to to do anything but to, I guess, present officers to a community in a different light. This is not uh, an attempt to reintroduce them at all. Uh, this is more DPS leadership is intending to reframe and reform the role and relationship that officers uh, in the police department have with our community. So it's more of a, of a cross-partnership to say, hey, here's what a fire person is and here's what a police person is. Uh, They are not the enemy. So it's not an attempt to reintroduce them at all. Uh, Northfield response shows that we have uh, no need to, uh, but it's more of an attempt to make sure that we also see our partners in DPD as uh, members who are part of our community as well.
0: So another issue, and I'm just thinking about this because today this piece came out in Chalkbeat about declining enrollment, and I know folks are worried about school closures, right? I mean, I'm thinking about families concerned about their particular school, teachers are worried about losing their jobs. What are you thinking about when it comes to declining enrollment?
1: yeah so one of the challenges we and other school districts are facing right now is that many of uh the people who have been moving to the metro area do not have children right school age children and I saw that where i where i first uh settled in the highlands north uh, side uh area um it i have to say Bree, that was that was the best you know why because no one had a clue who this that bald man who was walking around with the dogs was. Uh, I'm not going to say where I live now, but trust me when I tell you, people know who I am now and they want, uh, whatever situation they're, they're dealing with in their schools handled. So, uh, I, I do miss, uh, not being recognized. So lower enrollment is, I just want to stress that, uh, actually this morning I had a meeting with my neighboring superintendents and it's across the board. Uh, everyone in the metro area is really, really, really having a tremendous decline. So it's not, it's not as if they're leaving us. Uh, we have been subsidizing our under enrolled schools to keep them open and we have been doing it for a while. We spent $8 million last year supporting these small schools. And, and clearly that's simply not sustainable. So that's the reality of the situation. So it's not about closure. And I, I want, I want to put closure to the concept of closure. If that makes any sense, it's about consolidation at the very worst, uh, case scenario. So we currently have, uh, criteria. And uh, we have yet to uh, apply the criteria. Uh, right now, we're in a situation in which we're going to set up uh, some feedback mechanisms about the criteria from the community. And then I'm bringing it back to the board and then ultimately uh, hopeful for some sort of guidance, whether it's okay, let's halt or let's move forward. And at that point, we will apply the criteria and then Obviously, will identify a school or schools, I should say. So, I want to thank the declining enrollment advisory committee uh, because uh, those were hard sessions uh, for them to have, and the data was indisputable. So, um, that's where we are at the moment.
0: So, I guess I'm thinking like I know I know it's not a list, but there was there was a a list of schools that are hitting this declining enrollment situation, and I'm thinking about one kind of near me, Valverde L- Elementary. So. I'm thinking about if I'm a parent in that neighborhood, I'm a block from Valverde, my, you know, 3rd grader can walk to that school and and you know, as the year goes on if if that school gets closed or consolidated, how far would my kid have to go?
1: Great question. Do not know. Okay. You know why? Because the criteria has not been uh applied. So it's so. a work in
0: progress. Right. We don't and, know. And,
1: and 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 for the audience, this is not a ruse. There there are no schools being considered at the moment for closure or consolidation. I understand during the process in the last couple of months, uh, th- there was this, these numbers that were coming up. It's 12, it's 19, it's 33. I even heard 33. It's so absurd. Zero is the number, right? There eventually will be. Um, but right now the number is zero.
0: So I'm not sure if you can comment on this, but I'd love to talk about Tim Hernandez, who's a teacher uh, at North High School who was not offered his position at North for next year. And his particular case prompted student walkouts and protests. And I just wonder if there's anything you can comment on when it comes to Mr. Hernandez's situation.
1: Yeah. So thank you. But in order to continue to respect the privacy interests of the people involved, I'm not going to discuss this the specifics related to the personnel issue. However, I know that this specific situation was highlighted and I understand why, but I think that it was uh it it wasn't directed in in the right place, right? So here's my my I guess my little gripe. Uh we have celebrated and rightfully so Denver Public Schools as the agents of change and everything that is school autonomy. But when something doesn't go according to plan or what, I guess, what's not desired as an outcome, then the district gets attacked when it couldn't be further from the truth because I've gone through a central office reorganization, which has been very public as well. And I am um, beyond elated in terms of my new team from the executive all the way down to those who are supporting the entire uh, school system via the central office. DPS is absolutely committed to recruiting and retaining racially diverse workforce. We'll look at my executive team. Um, we have, uh, overwhelmingly, uh, more leaders of color than we've, I believe, ever had. Definitely with, with what, in comparison to what I inherited. Uh, from me, uh, to those who make decisions. And, uh, and, and always racial and also uh, in terms of identity as well. So um it wasn't it, it wasn't resonating with me the attacks on the district when I know that the evidence of what I've done clearly dictate the absolute opposite. And it's a unfortunate site level decision that became a macro discussion.
0: And I think you kind of mentioned the central office, and I know that was uh something that happened earlier this year was there were layoffs at at the administrative side of DPS. Um, in an effort to save money. Can you talk more about that decision?
1: Yeah, sure. So before any of that work took place, uh, we had listening sessions. Uh, After hearing from the community, we commissioned a study, uh, third-party neutral study, to take a closer look at the staffing here at Central Office. That and equity were the two resounding themes, Central Office being bloated, and uh, equity, whether it's an appreciation towards, or a lack, a desire for us to do more. And I came in here uh, not knowing a soul, right? So whatever conclusions I drew was based on my interactions and observations. So the study confirmed it, almost to the T. So I made the decision to right-size our central office team so that we can better serve uh, schools, because that's what central office is here to do, support our schools. And uh, as a result, uh, we had uh, $9 million dollars uh, in savings. And it makes you wonder, We've uh, year, year in and year out, if, if what we've done in terms of the trimming here is enough to support our schools, that's $9 million that perhaps could have benefited a, a school closure in the past. So that's how I'm thinking in terms of that.
0: I have one last question for you, Dr. Marrero. Do you have a message for students and parents at the end of what's felt like a pretty tough year?
1: Yeah, it has. I say thank you for your commitment and your resilience. It has been difficult, but I'm sure you will agree with me that this past year was better than the previous two. And uh, as much as it was a difficult year, I want you to think back in terms of your progress and your interactions in the last couple of years and compare it to that. And this past year, as difficult as it was, uh, this upcoming year is going to be that much better.
0: Superintendent Dr. Alex Marrero, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me again. Invite me back.
0: And here's what else Denverites are talking about. In a surprise to no one, another old rich white guy is buying a sports team. This time it's Rob Walmart, I mean Walton, and his recent $4.5 billion bid to buy the Denver Broncos. While there are still other major bidders, Forbes reported yesterday that Walton's bid is likely the strongest. If the multi-billion dollar sale goes through, it will be the most expensive team purchase in NFL history. Just for uh, fun, I looked up the wages of a cashier at Walmart in Denver, and according to Glassdoor, they average around $26,000 per year. Speaking of multi-billion dollar Denver things, the portion of I-70 running through central Denver might soon have express lanes. Denverite reports that in an attempt to manage congestion, CDOT is running a test starting today. If things look promising, they'll incorporate express lanes into the $1.2 billion project to sink the highway into the ground and cover it with a park. That project is still expected to be done by the end of the year. I won't even bother asking what kind of mass transit infrastructure we could build with a billion dollars because it's Denver and cars and trucks and cars and trucks and cars and trucks and trucks. trucks That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter where today Peyton's got an education news roundup for you. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye bye. Cars, 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 cars. <laughs> cars and trucks. Actually it's trucks. What am I talking about? What is the Ford F one fifty the number one selling automobile in America for the last decade? Trucks, 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 trucks.